Hey everybody, welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday, or in this case, Saturday, for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I am your host, Marcus Stewart, and I am the only permanent host because everyone disappeared on me this week for some reason. Everyone just has is busy doing uh, all kinds of important assignments and, and covering special things that we can't talk about. But I have assembled the two greatest co-hosts, guest hosts, perhaps, that you could <laughs> ever imagine. First and foremost, Game Informer's own editor-in-chief, Matt Miller. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm glad that I can come and join the party here this week. Yes, we threw the party for you. I don't know if you saw the sign <laughs> outside the door, but it had I did. on it. Yeah. It's amazing. The streamers were going off and confetti was <laughs> flying. It was amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah, we spare no expense here on the Game Informer show. And a very special guest returning to the Game Informer show, former GI editor, Jake Wiesau. How are you doing, man? Hey. Man, I'm good. I'm I'm so excited to be here. Um, I missed you guys, so it's great to just be here talking with y'all. Yeah. Uh, for those that know, know Jay was with us uh, as Game Informer editor. What was it uh, last year that you left? Um, yes, it was last year. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, you know, you went on to to Bungie for a while, and, and now have moved on from that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, making making your way to your next destination, and wanted to sit down and chop it up with you on the GI show. Uh, a particularly big show this week. We got a lot to get through. You know, the reason we're doing this uh, so late is that we wanted to wait till after the Game Awards so that we could talk about the show itself, the awards, the, the reveals, all that good stuff. We're also going to get into Grand Theft Auto 6. The first trailer dropped earlier this week, which for some reason already feels like it was a, like a month ago. Because <laughs> right? maybe, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I had to remember like, yeah, that was just a few days ago that we got <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, it's weird. And then, of course, uh, what we're going to be starting the show off with is uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, our most recent cover story that I wrote. But, uh, Matt, you reviewed the game, so you have taken a full trip through Pandora. You have fought the RDA. You have, uh, I presumably, you now know what it means to be Navi? I do. I do. I actually, you can't see it, but I've got one of those, like, head tail things now behind me and i can connect with uh, animals and plants it's pretty right. cool connected to your chair right now so you're commuting right. with awa as we speak that's what i'm doing nice so tell us all about it man your review is live up on the site uh tell us what you think of it yeah uh i you know i quite like this game um it was i mean not to bury the lead i i gave it a, a 7.75 because there were some things that i didn't like but i i'm really hoping that that doesn't discourage some uh some folks from playing it especially if you are an avatar fan uh because the game is is very cool it's really big um and it has a lot of things about it to recommend it it just has some things that unfortunately for me pulled it down uh which you know we, we can get into here in a little bit but but big picture it is a really solid and um and faithful take on that fiction right like if you like those movies you like the kind of um the the science fiction uh that kind of like optimistic uh based in ecological uh kind of conversation stuff that is part of those films i think that you'll find a lot of a lot of things to like you know it it starts 
pretty quickly it becomes apparent that it's like an open world game in the vein of something like Far Cry, right? Um, but where sometimes that Far Cry formula has started to feel stale, at least to me, here it's made a lot more um, compelling because of the environment that you're moving through, right? They do, I think, maybe a better job than any game I've ever encountered of like creating an alien landscape with meaningful ecosystems, plants, animals, locations that all sort of feel like it's a real place, even though, of course, it's totally fantastical. Um, and there are there are dozens and dozens of different things to gather and hunt. And then, you know, with the stuff that you do, you're then cooking and crafting and, and making all that kind of stuff. And it's it can be really neat. It can be a little overwhelming, too, which is maybe one of the things that I... I um, I dinged it for is that there are times that there's so much stuff to do in that vein that I start to feel a little bit overwhelmed, right? Like, okay, I need this kind of bark, but I can only gather it when it's raining and it's nighttime and it's only in this one spot. And if I can't find it in that <laughs> one spot, then I got to come back late. And at some point I start, would sometimes just throw up my hands and be like, I don't care that much about crafting that new bow. So I'm just going to go do something else. So like that can be frustrating. But there's no denying the, the depth of those systems that are there. And if you choose to have the patience uh, to kind of learn them and get into it, it's, it's really cool. You know, I, for the crafting stuff, I remember on the cover story trip, um, I believe it was uh, Drew Reckner that talked about how the crafting was somewhat optional and that you could maybe choose not to engage with it as much as it seemed like. How, like, is that accurate like is there yeah. enough maybe like pre-made weapons or armors that you can either buy or just find out in the world if you don't want to <laughs> stumble around in the dark trying to find the right bark i suppose you could uh, with uh, I, I need to caveat that though one of the thing one of the other things that can be a frustration in the game is that um i think when most people approach these sorts of games you you have your own style of how you like to like to play them. Some people like to really like beeline through the main story and like I don't want to spend that much time on this game, but I do want to experience it. I want to get to the ending and have that. And then there's the other group of people, the other end of the spectrum is like I'm going to do every side quest, I'm going to do all the crafting, I'm going to get the best equipment, all that kind of stuff. Um and of course there's there you can fall most people fall somewhere in between that. Um, this game, I think, demands a certain level of engagement with some combination of either the crafting or if you're not doing the crafting, you kind of got to do a lot of side missions in order to just keep pace with being able to finish the main story. Um, there were times uh, as I was playing it through and I was experimenting with that, that I would let my sort of side missions and my crafting lapse to see what would happen if I like, let me just try to beeline it, right? And see what happens. And pretty quickly, the main missions were like, I'm, I'm not leveled to where I'm supposed to be because I didn't have enough gear. I didn't have the stuff that I didn't, um, my character just wasn't strong enough to not uh, be getting really beat up when I was going into fights. And so I went back and I did more side missions. I did more crafting and I pulled myself up. But then, you know, that kind of takes away a little bit of that sense of choice of like, I want to approach the game the way that I want to. So I would kind of say that, uh, though I can sense that there was that goal that the developer was talking with you about, I don't know if it ended up being that way. I think you do have to engage with, with crafting some 
um, and and by extension, you got to engage with gathering or hunting, and and then you're kind of like depends on if you like that stuff or not. Uh, for some people, that's going to be like a win, right? Like, oh well, of course I would do that. That's what this game's about, and uh, and it won't be an issue. But uh, I I do think you kind of have to do some of that stuff, and if you don't do it. You're gonna have to do a lot of the side missions that these Navi are telling you, like, "Hey, go and help my friend," or um, "Go find this thing in the forest," or whatever. Right, uh, Jay, are you a big Avatar fan at all? And have you had a chance to play this, or have any interest <laughs> in it? <laughs> I I haven't I haven't played it. Um, I'm a little intrigued by it. I watched the first movie. I haven't watched the second one because I I don't remember it, the second one's longer than right second one's like eight hours it, it's three right it's like three hours i think it is long that's yeah. what i hear um i uh, gosh i vaguely remember stuff from the first movie but i i think overall i had fun watching it so i, I when i saw that this was coming out and and um and i, I remember hearing hearing about it and like watching some early trailers for it but um it kind of snuck up on me i i didn't even realize it was coming out like so so soon and then it came out and i was like oh my gosh it's out um so I, I am a little in, intrigued by it, just uh, just sort of seeing this like massive, uh, uh, I guess, still sort of like in its like infancy stages, like IP, since they still have plans to make a lot of other movies with it. But um, it, it's kind of interesting to see it sort of bridge the gap between like film and, and, and game and, and and see it get sort of the uh, like a lot of love um, in, in that it's, it's an open world game with like a lot of systems, a lot of deep systems. I feel like you don't really see that very often, right. With, with like movie to game adaptations and stuff like that. So um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, as a licensed game, this is not, it's not like a, like cash grab, you know, by any stretch, this is right. a real full open world game um with a lot of cool systems and a lot of stuff to do it's a big lengthy game uh almost any way that you could approach it one of the things i found myself uh thinking about is that like for someone like you jay it's it it's actually a, a very approachable game it's not cool. something okay. that like uh you would have to know a lot about the movies uh, mm. the most you would need to know about the movies is the stuff that you almost probably have just by cultural osmosis about it, <laughs> yeah. right like alien planet <laughs> blue people yeah. bad humans hurt environment yeah. that's it right it's funny because even the beginning has the um I've, I've played the first like two hours or so yeah. and it, it gives very little setup for the movies it just has like a wall like a text message that says like <laughs> eight years before the battle of the hallelujah mountains and it's like i'm i guess i'm supposed to know what that is yeah yeah <laughs> There's there there's a there's a, a a distant nod to it, but this is meant to be like a different part of that same fictional world, and certainly it builds on on some of the ideas that are in the movies. But you're part of what's fun, I think, for Avatar fans is that you would be you'd be getting to know these different clans of Navi and these different environments and and biomes that that you could visit that aren't shown in the in the films. And that has the advantage that if you're someone like like you, who's like, ah, you know, the movies didn't ever really totally do it for me, but this looks kind of cool. Like, I just like the idea of, like, running around in a first-person open world through a big alien landscape. You could pick it up and you'd be, you'd be totally, totally fine. Now, that said, I think one of the, the things there is that even if you don't love the Avatar movies or haven't really engaged with them, 
I think to enjoy this game, you have to like some of the same things that those movies are tapping into, right? Like, if you're not into, like, sort of that kind of optimistic sci-fi nature stuff, you know, and, um, you know, it's definitely some nods to, without delving into specific cultures, it's definitely, like, uh, trying to, to talk about indigenous cultures and things like that on Earth, but without, you know, that's not actual Earth cultures. If if none of that stuff is a, a, a interesting topics for you for a game, then it's not going to, there's maybe nothing there for you. I see. Okay. The Avatar series has always felt like the most expensive and beautiful Milky Way bar I've ever seen. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that Milky Way bars are on the B tier of candy for me where I've never gone out of my way to pay for them. And I've never seen either Avatar movie in theaters. I've only watched them like, you know, at home or whatever, sure. which means I guess I'm doing it wrong. I'm not seeing it in full <laughs> IMAX splendor, but I'm just not, I don't care enough to pay to see it. But when I do watch them, I enjoy myself. Like it was like, if you, if you give me a Milky Way, I'll eat it and enjoy it, but <laughs> yeah. not, but I don't think about it after it's gone and I'm not going <laughs> to go out of my way to get it. And I, a lot of that is just because of the, the storytelling where it's like, it's not bad per se, but it's also very, kind of boilerplate in terms of like like you mentioned Matt of like hey pollution's bad and like the RDA the enemies are some of the most like almost like cartoonishly evil yes of like every you're like how like, I get that corporations are like bad but they're almost like Captain Planet villains bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they have no redeeming <laughs> qualities whatsoever and I'm yeah. wondering like does this game have a stronger narrative would you say than the films or is it on par i wanted to ask that too yeah <laughs> i think i think there's some fun narrative elements uh and and one particularly like there is a fervent effort to talk about a real world like cultural issue which is like um child separation and re-education which you know is a is a pretty kind of awful thing that's happened in a lot of moments in history and um and they deal with that in in some I would say kind of sophisticated and interesting ways, but overall the, the, the flow of story is fairly like expected. There's not going to be a lot of surprises here for you or anything like that. I think, I mean, your, your Milky way analogy is, is an appropriate one. You're not going to be unhappy about, you know, eating up this story. Um, but it's not necessarily going to be the most memorable thing ever. Um, I do think, you know, like one of the interesting things about this game, and, and this is you know true, I guess, for a lot of games that came out this year, is that we've had this string of such incredibly high bar games uh, in recent months that a game like Avatar is easy in comparison to to feel like oh well, it's it, it's not like industry changing or anything like that, but it's a good game, you know, um, and it's also I think probably the last kind of big game of 2023 um in the sense of like a big triple a release from a major studio and i think for some players you know you you may have kind of devoured all of the other stuff uh to extend your analogy marcus all the other candy bars that have been on the table um rapidly in these last months because there's been a lot of great stuff that's been easy, really easy to gobble up um and this is an this is a thing here at the tail end of the year 
um, as we go into the actual like holiday season where maybe some people are going to have some time at home where they can chill out and they don't have school or work or anything like that. But you could like pick this game up and like I genuinely feel like you could have a really good time with it. It's just straightforward and uh, it's really pretty right in the same yeah, thing. I think that's maybe one of the highlights is that, yeah. you know, it's never going to look as good as the films, but even the best looking video game doesn't come close to those films. Yeah. But like in terms of like just a visual showpiece, I've been continually impressed with it. Like it's a, mm. it's a good looking game. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have moments of like genuine, like thrill, right? Like uh, I think one of the moments in the, uh, in the, in the first movie that a lot of people do remember uh, and that was so memorable that they made it into a Disney attraction is the thing where you're like, you're getting on those dragon like things, the Ekrons and going off of cliffs and flying through the, the um, landscape. And they like, they nail that in this game, right? Like not only do you have the experience of like, I got to climb the mountain to get up to them and befriend the creature and everything. But then that moment of like, you're jumping off, and you've got this creature that you bonded with, and then he's like, uh, she, he or she is like your your buddy, right? From that point forward, and um, and it's really neat. Uh, it's it's fun, especially after you have all this time down in the jungles and the mountains and the caves where you're kind of stuck to the ground and the foliage is everywhere. All of a sudden, the the whole game world opens up, and you can fly everywhere, and it's 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 really gratifying and there's also this great moment of course that you can do almost on repeat i i started doing it just as a matter of course rather than just mounting my ecron i always was like i gotta find a high cliff to jump off of and oh, that's cool. me there right because yeah. it's like it's 200 percent cooler to be tumbling <laughs> through the air and have him like sweep down uh, underneath of you and pick you up so it's like sure. i was doing that a lot i only have i have like three times that really made me laugh out loud that she didn't catch me in time and I just died. <laughs> and then she's up there wiping her swelling. Oh boy. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> guess I need to go bond Shrug with someone else. Yeah. Shrugging her wings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still in like the intro hours, I guess. Like I think I just broke out past sort of the, um, I guess basically the tutorial area more or less. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I think it helps that I haven't, because, you know, this game's been getting a lot of, like, heavy Far Cry comparisons and, like, valid. But I, I've not played... Like, the only Far Cry I've ever beaten was 3. And then after that, I only played a little bit of 6. So I'm not as burned out on that formula as other people are. So it's, like, to me, the sort of, like, first-person crafting survival combat stuff in an open world is still, like, novel to a degree. Um, and then, like I said, with the visuals and just some of the... Um, the more, like avatar specific stuff i uh, like uh the 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 like foraging for plants and all the weird conditions or just like how they deal with the wildlife of like oh i could kill this thing with a bow but it, you know it'll save it but if i use a gun it's gonna it's gonna ruin it but it's faster than like like some of that decision making mm -hmm. is like interesting so like it it's like it's kind of like watching the first like half hour of those movies where you're like okay i'm on board for this all right this yeah yes yeah. This is all right. <laughs> and then, like, seeing if it goes from there. And again, I, I like the films. They just don't, like, they're just, like, fine, pretty much, you know? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, I, I'm, I think I'll stick with it for a bit. It's just going to be hard because I have so many other games on my plate that I'm trying to finish up before the end of the year, too. So it's going to be competing with those. But I, 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 this is definitely, like, I mean, it's weird to say this is the best Avatar game. So it's not, like, 
was just like the second one because they did that that 2009 tie-in <laughs> that yeah. was like Not okay <laughs> yeah. yeah this is a good avatar game it really is um, yeah yeah awesome all righty so like i said uh matt's review is up on the site so be sure to check that out and yeah matt i know you got to get out of here and go uh go run a magazine and a website and all that good stuff but uh thanks for coming on yeah, of course. I am happy to. It's so it's rare that I have the opportunity to to swing in and and do this. So I really appreciate the chance to to talk about the game. Uh, hope you guys both have a great rest of your chat. There's a, I mean, you talked earlier, Marcus, about like Grand Theft Auto feeling like it was a month ago. This has been a crazy week of yeah. video games. Uh, a lot of big announcements and. Uh, uh, compliments to the um, the Game Awards folks. It was a great show. I thought uh, uh, last night maybe maybe one of their one of the best ones that they've done. A lot of good announcements, and uh, so um, yeah, fun stuff to talk about here. Yeah, oh, yeah. lot to look forward to in the next year or twenty twenty five, which is a number that has been appearing a lot lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Actually, yeah. <laughs> now that we're through the holidays, it always cracks me up. Like nobody wants to talk about anything uh at in like september october november uh which is let me tell you for the, doing the kind of work that we do can be kind of a challenge when you're trying to pull together preview coverage and stuff and then all of a sudden they get through those games and it's like oh now we start talking and we get those like those dates of 2024 2025 whatever um so uh but exciting times a lot of cool stuff that's been been revealed and made me excited about gaming here in the next uh in the next year yeah uh, anyway but thanks for having me on yeah for sure and uh stay tuned we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we are going to get all up in that grand theft auto 6 talking about that trailer and sort of giving our theories about what that game entails we'll be right back hello and there was only two it's our show <laughs> now uh the dynamic <laughs> duo Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're moving on to our next topic, which is a big one, Jay, because after years and years and years and waiting and also one uh, extremely big leak. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then one other big leak right before exactly. it came. Yep. yep. Um, we got a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. Finally, it happened. Exciting. It it finally happened. Uh, you know, if you don't know the story, the Rockstar had announced that it was going to premiere the trailer on Tuesday, December 5th at like 9 a.m. They had it all mm -hmm. set up. It was going to be a big thing. And then what was it like the Monday night, like around like yep. 6 p.m. Eastern-ish? I started Precisely. getting. And it was funny because I had stepped out. Like I was done with work, logged up, had stepped out to go run an errand. And then all of a sudden I get Slack notifications saying uh the grand theft auto 6 trailer just leaked <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, figuring yeah. out what was going on and then shortly after that someone being like rockstar just they just dropped the mm -hmm. trailer they just threw their hands up and said all right fine here you go right uh, and then trying to figure out who was gonna who was around to write that like right like right then and there which it was not me shout out to wesley <laughs> for <laughs> coming off the clock to uh <laughs> do that for us um but yeah, you know, bummer for for the team, you know, especially the like, you know, PR and, and boots on the ground marketing for, you know, I know that's a, a big deal to have that all lined up and to celebrate. You know, I 
Do we know how that happened yet? Has that gotten out? Like, has anyone claimed responsibility as like, <laughs> I'm the GTA six trailer leaker. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I've seen rumors on Twitter, but I mean, it's, or, or X. Uh, and I guess like, I don't know, but it's, it's X, right? I mean, there's rumors everywhere. I'm not sure. Um, exactly yeah, like, how it went that, down i mean and even if that person did step up do you think they're alive now still yeah exactly yeah you they know? got them <laughs> like the rock star send a uh you know a, a professional we'll call them <laughs> right to uh exactly. to take to take care of the <laughs> to, to to tighten up the leak you know a, a plumber of sorts right 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 um, yeah uh again sucks for them but you know, what can you do, I guess, at the end of the day? But at least, if nothing else, the trailer is now, what, the most watched video game exactly. trailer uh, yeah. thing ever in the yeah. history of history? Exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it, it's still, like, it, it sucks that it was leaked, but, like, they still found, like, achieved so much success from the trailer, like, just even just releasing it early, you know? Um, yeah, it broke all those records and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, for those that don't know, it's uh, pretty much what had been rumored for the most part. Like, it's going back to Vice City, which is the third time that they've done Vice City, but the first time they've done it since, uh, what was it, uh, Vice City Stories for PSP uh, way back in the 2000s, uh, but set in the modern day as opposed to the 80s. So this is the first time Rockstar has done a contemporary uh, parody, basically, of Miami <laughs> and, and South Florida in general. Um, it seems to star two protagonists, which again had been rumored in the leaks that it was going to be sort of a Bonnie and Clyde style tale. Right. So the the trailer primarily focused on the uh, female protagonist, uh, Lucia, Lucia. I, 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 yeah, I think it's Lucia. But yeah, yeah, now that you said Lucia, now I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've I've had to stop myself from calling her Lucina, like Fire Emblem. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, it's it's not that, and we don't know the the male protagonist. Like he was briefly in a trailer. I think he had like one line, but I I believe yeah. the rumors said that or the leaks said that his name was Jason. Which oh, know, there we go. There you go. Which <laughs> you know, I mean, it could be a placeholder name. Don't get too excited. But, enough. But, yeah. <laughs> But let's just say right. uh, we'll say he's Jason in brackets for now. Um, and yeah, it seems like uh, from the trailer, she is a a prisoner or was a, a prisoner getting out of jail. Um, we see uh, her and, and, and Jason going on like uh, robberies and stuff. Right. Uh, but the, the bulk of the trailer just sort of focused on, hey, you know how weird Florida is? It sure right. is weird. Exactly. <laughs> i i want to know jay what was your initial reaction uh when you watched the trailer oh man i you know it's it's really funny i feel like my relationship with the gta series is nowhere near as strong as my relationship with the red dead redemption series um i've always appreciated gta but i i don't i don't think i can sit here and say that like you know i'm like a super fan or i have a lot of experience uh with the series i played a bit of gta 5 um uh, I, I watched a lot of videos on GTA 4 back in the day. I was definitely one of the kids growing up where it's like, I could have any game I wanted, but mom would not let me have GTA, you know, like, because it was the one game on the news all the time that everyone blew out of proportion. Yeah. Kind Did of you deal. try to lie about um, it? Like, no, all that's not, all of that is tr not true. Don't listen exactly, to me. I tried, dude. I got lucky because she didn't know what Saints Row was, so I was able to play Saints Row, <laughs> but uh, uh, just because it didn't have the same uh, uh, it had Saints in the title. It's like, how bad it's, can this be? <laughs> Is this exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, uh, but I, I was I was incredibly excited to see the trailer to watch it. Um, I I was really interested in sort of the the social media montage that they had in there, like yeah. you know, especially because GTA is is sort of this like like an american satire sort of series and so it felt very fitting that you know if we're gonna if we're gonna do some modern day stuff you know of course throw some social media in there so it was kind of cool to see them play around with that a little bit um and, and and maybe you have some thoughts on that too that we'll we'll talk about but i don't know i i i really liked the the trailer you know as ben as ben hansen said in his min max uh, uh reaction you know rockstar is just so good at making trailers they're so good at teasers um and um I, I i thought this was a pretty a pretty strong trailer a pretty a pretty cool showing um for the world and and even just uh like how populated it is and the npcs and the art direction and stuff like that um i think we got i think we got a lot to to talk about and a lot to to look at even though it's is what 90 seconds total or something like that maybe yeah, even shorter. Like yeah that. yeah yeah they packed in a lot uh first and foremost a great song choice with the uh, yeah tom petty. i'm not even a, like a yeah. huge tom petty guy but like right you know it, it, <laughs> it was a great tone setter and i think that's something rockstar has always been very great about like their soundtrack curation especially for like those big trailers so it immediately got me in like i guess the mood or excited for it mm-hmm. but yeah i like you mentioned the like the trailer was just a montage of just absurdity which <laughs> you know you, you got like the the lady with the the dual hammers you got the right. weird like redneck crotch grabbing guy in the street uh right. you, you got uh women twerking on top of music moving vehicles and all that yep, stuff yep. <laughs> which for those that don't know I, I know like IGN and other places have been running this feature of like a lot of those clips like honestly uh, a shocking number of those moments in the trailer are almost like exact like replicas of real life like social media videos from florida like the lady with the hammers the gator going into the convenience store the uh the, the twerking lady on the car like those are all real things that have uh happened in florida and it's almost kind of it's surprising how much like how it it is like an exact copy like it wasn't just like oh it's loosely based like no 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 they literally just took it and just changed like the lady's hair color or something Um, right and it kind of brings me to my biggest maybe potential issue with the game is that you know gta has always been about satire and just like lampooning america but like it's been 10 years since gta 5 which i wasn't the biggest gta 5 fan at least in terms of the narrative and and some of the writing like as a sandbox it was like super cool and impressive and just like everything running under the hood like i was i remember being amazed at the time that it was coming out on ps3 and and 360 with when the new generation was like right Right. i mean it was that same year that the ps4 and xbox one came out i was like how is this not just coming out to that how did they what (laughs) wizardry did they work um but it it, like i coming off especially like uh red dead redemption one and and gta4 story which i think is a very good story that almost feels like it doesn't get its flower sometimes it was just kind of um like the satire felt cynical in a way that made it less fun and a little too like either like forced or just not, it just felt weaker. And I, I kind of chalked that to like, maybe I'm outgrowing GTA <laughs> style of humor. Cause I was in college or like, like late, like about to finish college at the time, you know, I was already in my, like in my twenties, like well into my twenties by the time GTA five came out, you know, I'm 36 now. So I was 20 or 26 or 25 when it came out. Okay. Um, 
So I was just like, oh, maybe this is just like, maybe it's me almost. <laughs> maybe I just, <laughs> I, it's just not as funny to me anymore. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. But like looking at this, it, it like the biggest challenge for a new GTA, especially just in the last 10 years of a, of American culture and politics and how absurd things have gotten just in real life. Like the running joke is like, I feel like we live, we've been living in like GTA's version of America with just so many you know, without getting specific, but just so many things have happened. You're just like, I can't believe this is real. Right. And it's like, what, how do you parody that? Like, how do you, how do you make that more ridiculous? How do you make real life more ridiculous than it already is in a way that like that works basically. And so this trailer almost sort of like confirmed that fear of like, especially with Florida and how like ridiculous Florida could be. And I say this as someone like I live in Florida. Right. <laughs> I have lived here my whole life. Like I grew up in South Florida in West Palm beach. I lived in Fort Lauderdale. I've been to Miami many times, <laughs> you know? So I, I more than most know exactly what it's, what they're going for and have seen, you know, I I've been steeped in, in, in Floridian culture. So it's like the best that they have to show, at least in that trailer was just, them copying things that have happened and not a lot of original sort of silliness. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, it, it almost sort yeah, of like yeah. they, even they realized the, like how do you can't out, you can't out ridiculous Florida. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, so how are you, is it, is that a good sign for the, like the satire and like the, the humor in the game? If the best that they got is just taking something that's real and just barely changing it, you know? Yeah. I, I you bring up a really good point that I didn't even, consider although the the point about us sort of maybe potentially already living in a gta sandbox in real life like i think that's a good point i i definitely agree and that was definitely a a vibe i sort of got um especially as i started to see you know coverage coming out about like okay a lot of the social media really a lot of that stuff in in the trailer really did happen um no but i yeah you bring up a really good point it's just about sort of just having these copying these like real life events and 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 that the comedy there sort of being lost on 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 an older or maturing audience and yeah yeah i i think that's one of the the reasons why i um i didn't gravitate towards gta and i gravitated more towards red dead redemption i think i sort of really seek that drama sort of grim and severe like strict kind of narrative um and i always felt like red dead kind of gave that to me and gta was always more at least in my mind about like the 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 crazy nature of, of American life and, 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 and the comedy and, and absurdity that comes with it. And I, I don't know, I, it sort of bounced off of me, but I, I don't know. I think there were uh, obviously the, the social media montage took up a, a ton of that, uh, a ton of that trailer, but I, I do think there were some of those more uh, serious grounded moments, a uh, little few and far between, but I thought they did come across with Lucia and, and, and the small snippets of, of her relationship. Yeah. Um, with Jason. And so, you know, I, hopefully there's a nice balance to that, but I, I do wonder, I guess how the, you know, it, it's been 10 years since GTA five, right. It, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be so 12 I, by the time this game comes out. <laughs> true enough. There you go. So I, I do wonder how, how that comedy and, and, and how the spoof stuff will come across. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a really, a really, really interesting point you brought up that I didn't even, I didn't even really consider at all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe because like, like GTA has always been like a, 
what made GTA funny when like GTA three and Vice City came mm. out, but maybe GTA three more so because that was like contemporary America was that it was like, oh, this would never happen. Like some of the gags, whether it be like weird <laughs> sure. radio yeah. station stuff or just some of the things you would see, it was almost like it was funny because it seemed less likely to be real. But now it's right. like it becomes less funny where you're like, no, this this did actually happen. So is it more sad that it's like <laughs> that GTA can't even make it more silly? <laughs> like, <Pretentially. yeah. laughs> it's like, yeah. is it more just upsetting now that you're like, how did we allow us uh, allow ourselves to 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 become <laughs> to this get to this point? Yeah, <laughs> and I I will say like I I agree with you that it seemed like when they focused on like the core story of Lucia and and Jason question mark um, mm. that it seemed like it was more serious, which is nice. I just want I it's like. After Red Dead Redemption 2, which I think is their best written game by like I a agree. nautical mile. <laughs> I, like, yes, I agree like, with you. Absolutely. Like, I love that game and I love the first Red Dead 2, but Red Dead 2, I still think about the story and like the characters and the moments in that game like all the time. Like, the game made me, like, it brought me to tears how incredible right. the writing in that game is. And it's like, they can't do that. And then, like, <laughs> you can't show me that you're capable of that level of writing. And then yeah. like not do it again, basically. <laughs> you right, know, it's right. like now the secret's out. Like you can do something absolutely incredible. So now I expect that from you, even if it's GTA. And and because even Red Dead like has its sillier stuff around the edges. Sure. You know, sure. like it still has mm-hmm. some of that rock star like goofiness and like cynicism just in a different era. But like it's mm. still a very grounded and like it's like a drama, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping they've taken that lesson and, and will apply it to GTA six. There's also the question now, because like since red dead came out, you know, like, uh, uh like Dan Hauser's gone. Uh, Leslie Benzies is gone. Like a lot of that, like core rock star sort of like trust, like, like brain trust has moved on. So it's like, I, you know, like who was responsible for that? You know, like obviously Dan Hauser was like one of the primary writers. It's like, did he take the, the like, dramatic writing of of red dead 2 with him was that what you know is it even fair to credit him as like the the primary mind behind it? i i really don't know off time i had how much he contributed to that game yeah. specifically but i know he was like a big one of the big minds for like gta sort of like satire and stuff and like that seems to be intact just based on the trailer which again is that good or bad we'll see but i just it's like i hope that they strike a balance and it's like and i i just hope the game isn't just like an 80 hour montage of like florida jokes or florida man jokes that we've sure. seen before but sure. with like nothing new to add to it just like hey we saw something silly on tiktok and we just made right. that in the game and that's like all we have to say about it basically it's like isn't it silly that alligators are everywhere <laughs> <And laughs> no like, yeah, right yeah. yeah that's a thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's a that's a good point i i guess like it only time will tell right but um i'm i'm, I'm interested in seeing what the stakes are i feel like uh like there was like an inkling of of the stakes especially like just seeing like lucia being in jail and then that moment at the very end of the trailer where you get that the uh uh the, the confirmation of trust between her and her partner before i guess before they go rob a store or something so i feel like there's like there's some there's there's stakes there i feel like gta usually always has stakes you know of course like packaged around the, the comedy and goofiness that we were talking about but um I, I'm, I'm sort of interested in seeing yeah it, seeing what the the consequences of the actions of, of these characters are and 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 how that sort of 
comes across and develops into this more maybe maybe a more serious narrative um in between all of the goofiness and the comedy so i'm very interested in seeing seeing how that kind of plays out yeah and also like i i'm with you i think the game looks gorgeous i know some people are like oh this doesn't look that impressive which i'm like what? i don't know what you want in yeah it's like i just don't know what you want anymore <laughs> for like a right. game as dense as as huge as that game is likely going to be like we even shot a shot in the trailer like teasing the florida keys which is a whole you know in real life is a whole other area like that is huge outside of just mm -hmm. like miami so like if if that's all there, like to have like that much landmass and that much detail. I mean, we saw that with Red Dead right. too. Like that game's huge and like everything looks great in that game. It looks so, so good. Yeah. It, yeah. Like no, it's not gonna have like David Cage style like facial expressions, but like they <laughs> they they do emote pretty good based on that trailer and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's just like um like that the gameplay i like i'm curious to see if they do like the switching protagonist thing like gta 5 did since there's two sure. of them or right, if it's right. straight up you just choose one and the other one is just a buddy for the rest mm -hmm. of the story um mm -hmm. i would imagine they do the gta 5 switching just because they already have that tech yeah. available to them yeah um and then also like you we, we talked about the tiktok stuff like i i kept wondering like are those going to be cinematics or will you have the ability to use your phone and make tiktoks in game and like that would be interesting the, the like snarky little captions and like could that be something that you share online to be like yeah i just saw like a random weird thing happening in the world and i just filmed it with my in-game cell phone and now i'm posting it on like real life twitter you know yeah hey that'd be kind of interesting i mean um like their own little take on 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 uh, the the camera systems that other games have but yeah i think that would be It'd be kind of interesting to see and 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 i mean you kind of you touched on it already a little bit but i think it would definitely fit into like that into a multiplayer setting which i feel is at least right now what a lot like a lot of people are drawn to gta 5 because of gta online i mean my goodness it the the amount of role playing that i, I can't even believe what i've seen some people do in gta online so <laughs> so yeah i think adding like this little twitter uh, uh or, or or some kind of social media component would be kind of interesting and in seeing how that evolves with with uh with a lot of people playing the game so yeah yeah that's the other big question too is like the state of gta online like is that gonna is that gonna be incorporated into this in some way right. Do they do a gta online 2 basically oh, yeah. for this game is and if that is that a good idea to like, it's always like the tricky thing of like making a sequel to a live service game sometimes it works out in the case of like something like destiny other times maybe not so much in the case of something like overwatch <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, or overwatch yeah, yeah, 2 yeah. specifically so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah I, i'm very interested to see what they do with that and then uh also just like like i'm gonna ask you like do you think they announced it too early is it cruel to tease this out mm. and then put a 2025 release window do we <laughs> it's like is that too soon could they have just waited till next year i wonder you know i do wonder about that maybe they could have waited till next year maybe they could have done like a like summer games fest kind of thing or maybe not even maybe like their own thing since it seems like that's what they were going to do with this trailer you know i think i think i i almost assumed that there would be a gta 6 trailer at the game awards i thought that maybe right. that's that would be when they would showcase it but i mean rockstar does have that pull where they can just be like yeah you know what we'll just We'll just release our trailer a couple days before the big event of game trailers, right? So um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I wonder if they could have waited until next year. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I think uh, I think no matter what, the trailer would have blown up anyway, right? Um, well, and and that, it, maybe that's the argument to just wait to just yeah. at least like, right? Because that seemed right. like the, the the deflating factor. It's like, oh man, this looks great, and then 
oh, 2025, huh? Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess I'll forget about this for a while. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We probably probably won't see another trailer till like this time next year or something. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. Unless somebody leaks leaks another one. I mean, you know, if anyone feels like uh, getting uh, got by Rockstar, right? Um, yeah. yeah, getting permaban from life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was just a weird thing to me. Of like, uh, what's what 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 was the benefit for announcing it? that late because you know there's always a chance it could be late 2025 which makes it even longer but right i I guess the benefit is that what is it december uh it'll be december 9th by the time you're watching it or listening to this so we have just a few more weeks before we can say grand theft auto 5 comes out next year as opposed (laughs) to saying 2025 so it'll it'll sound like it's closer than it is right come the new year so maybe maybe that's what they were going for like you know so, soon enough yeah. it'll sound better but yeah we'll see you know we'll see how um often or when the next time is that we'll see anything about this game and we'll get some more answers to some of our burning questions but i'd say overall i think it made a a good first impression in general like it was a good tone setter and again it looks like impressive as hell just for sure quality wise and stuff so for sure the hair physics are i mean i know a lot of people are talking about the hair physics but man yeah it it's a good looking game. When that um, one lady spun around and her yep. hair was like, whoo, bounced on yep. her shoulders. You're like, next gen is we're here, baby. This is it. This is what we for sure. For. That is the new Triple H's hair of like <laughs> setting the benchmark for video game hair. Uh, speaking of benchmarks in video games, we are now going to jump into maybe the meatiest topic of the show. The Game Awards, Jeff Keighley's annual celebration slash um trailer bonanza yeah. <laughs> that you get every december you know they they aired this week we it was a three-hour uh extravaganza uh and depending on what you were there for it was maybe either the best thing ever or maybe the most frustrating thing you've ever watched <laughs> you know, we'll get into that but um <laughs> you know because it, like it really was like it was a tale of two shows of if you were there for the world premieres and the trailers and, and maybe even ads, maybe you're just a weird sicko for ads, then <laughs> this is maybe one of the stronger years for the Game mm-hmm. Awards. But if you were there for the award show part of it, and maybe you were also hoping for any sort of a <laughs> mention about how awful this year has been in terms of just working in the video game industry and, and, right. and keeping a job in this industry then you probably punched your uh you pu- you punched the wall a lot maybe a hole through it just <laughs> maybe more than once it was uh right. and i think i've seen the and it was interesting because um and you know this jay from having worked here you know we're as we're writing the show we are so heads down trying to bang out stories from right. all the reveals right and this, this year especially just because there was less of us because a few of us are just out in the office doing different things so we had a smaller pool so I say this because it was it's harder to sort of take a temperature for how the show is paced or like what they're doing right or wrong, because like if you're not actively writing a story, you're kind of like just waiting for the next one. And then because things were so much um, like it was, your, you know, we take turns writing stories and because our turn or my turn came up sooner because there was less of us available to work. It was just like I, I was only half listening to things that I wasn't while I was like focusing sure. on. Oh, Jurassic Park trailer. Let me write that up. And then I right, kind of right. hear someone giving a, a, a sad speech and then the music 
telling them to get the hell off the stage. And then I would, so <laughs> in the back of my mind, it was only registering like, kind of like, huh, they didn't seem like they were talking very long before the yeah, music started right. playing. But I'm also not paying total attention. So maybe I just yeah. missed the, the bulk of the speech because they, they wouldn't play them off that soon, right? It felt like they just got up there. And <laughs> it wasn't until the end of the show yeah. that it started to be like, I think they did that to everyone. And I don't think Jeff mentioned the layoffs at all or anything like right. that. And right. then it wasn't until after the show, after we had wrapped up our work that I went on Twitter just to, you know, scroll through and just get a sense of like, oh, the people like it. Cause I just, I don't have that same, you know, as someone that wasn't able to just sit and watch it and absorb it. And then right. seeing people that did, especially like people that were in attendance, uh, it's just universally upset <laughs> is huh. the vibe that I got. Yes. Like, right. People yep. are angry at this show. And I will say, uh, it's it, like people in our circle, like industry, industry, media developers, whatever about the way Jeff handled the award side of it. And, you know, I, I would like to ask your thoughts, Jay, because unfortunately you were a, a casualty of the, the, the layoff spree of 2023. You were, um, like, uh, from Bungie recently. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so, I mean, what were your thoughts, man, about just the, uh, yeah, it, how <laughs> Jeff handled all that? No, yeah, I, I mean, I think you, I think you really explained. Uh, I think you really explained it super well. Yeah, it, if you were there to catch up on, like, oh man, what's coming out in the next couple of years, and that was the show for you. But I think, as far as, um, you know, the 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 layoff that are currently going on in the industry, and 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 sort of uh, this being an opportunity to to for for jeff and and really just the the tgas in general to really just stand in solidarity with the people who've been um affected by layoffs yeah it was it was pretty disappointing to to not even i mean there were times especially early on you know like moments where uh it i thought he was gonna maybe dive into it especially like moments where he was just like yeah it's like the greatest year uh in games and then i expected there to be a but you know it just never right. came you know um but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 was it was it was pretty dis uh, disappointing to sort of not um, to not see like any any dialogue about it at all for I mean the full runtime. Um, it it felt uh, it was just it felt like an ignored issue, right? Like it felt sort of taboo. Like, it, like I mean, there was no mention under the rug, and and it's yeah. it's it's wild because again, I was like outside of the beginning where it, uh, it was one of those like oh I think he's gonna say because I I rewatched like the first hour of the show before this, just sort of recap and try to get like a, a, a pure look at it and not have to worry about mm -hmm. writing stuff. Um, but it was, I, I didn't realize to be, I was like, Oh, I think he's setting it up. He's going to say, cause he was like, Hey, welcome to show, man. Games are great this year. And he, again, I was like the, Oh, here we go. He's going to say it. Cause it's right. like, how could he not? How can you say that with a straight face and not, <laughs> and not address the elephant in the room? I don't know how, like as a human being, you could do that. And he managed to dodge yeah. that bullet. Like he was in the matrix. Um, it was like, <laughs> And I, because it, it's like, like that's the this year has been like it's been such a a weird divide of like this is one of the best years ever in terms of quality of video games like bar none like so much amazing stuff that's come out but just the the human cost behind it and just like the almost like obscene amount of just layoffs that have happened yeah. and yep. still happening you know still happening it, yeah it, it, it's like. Like, even in our upcoming issue of the magazine, our Game of the Year issue, we, like, unanimously, as we were talking about that, like, we have to write something about the layoffs. Like, we have a whole feature just about that, prefacing, like, hey, this great. sucked. 
And I'm not saying that to toot our own horn, but it was, I say that because it just seemed impossible. Like, how can you look at this year and not like, it just seemed like such a thing, like automatically, sure. yeah, of course you would address the light. How can you talk about this as the best year of games and not have that caveat thrown in? So I think because it was so automatic for us, even with like the cynicism of like the game awards of like, I know Jeff usually doesn't delve into that stuff. Like I remember two years ago when the Activision Blizzard stuff blew up and he, he addressed it in a very like vague way, but it was like better than nothing, I guess, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. Like he had like a few lines about like, Hey, you know, we should treat each other better in this industry and da, 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 da. And you're yeah. like, he didn't call them out by name, but you're like, okay, we know who he was talking about. Um, sure. So yeah. it was just like, eh, I guess we'll take it, I guess. Um, but we didn't even get that. <laughs> and this is like, yeah, it, it seems like it would just be so easy to just like it. I'm not saying you have to go up there for like 15 minutes going on, but just to be like, Hey, you know, we're here to honor game makers, but like a lot of those people that help make these games that we're talking about are like not here anymore. You know, they're not working in, you know, in the industry, they've been basically, uh, you know, kicked off the ship, so to speak or whatever. And, you know, let's take a moment to like, and, and that sucks and it's unfair. We need to do better, you know, as an industry, we need to somehow, you know, this shouldn't be happening. Like it, it like just like literally it takes like what a minute. Exactly, like, dude. There you go. Ho you're, you're hosting. You should host the TGAs next. Yeah, week. it takes double the time it takes <laughs> to accept your award speech. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and that was the other thing that sort of compounded that problem of like, yes. hey, we're not going to talk about it. All right, that sucks. But then the <laughs> the almost comical, like it's like it's not funny, but it's like it's funny and it's a, like absurdity. Cause I, you know, they did the Christopher judge thing when he comes up and they play the music and I, and we like chuckled. I'm like, Oh, that, right, know, right. Right. It's a gag. I get it. And it was mm -hmm. one of those things where like, it, it was a gag that became a real thing. Like, cause right after they did his bit, which funny enough, that bit of him joking around about taking too long was longer than any of the speech. For sure. That's how it <laughs> felt all night. Right. Like even Anthony Mackie, Jordan Peele and Kojima, like all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll get into that in a second, but like, oh yeah, it's like they did that bit, and then I remember I forgot who he. It was a uh, Neil Newbon, the the actor that played Asteria in Baldur's Gate yes. Three. He, yes. he won Best Performance, and and Judge was you know presenting it to him, and then he went up and he's giving his like emotional speech about like, oh my god, I can't believe it, da 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 da, and then they start playing the music like almost immediately, and I was thinking like, oh, I thought are they joking again? Like, this is weird to do this joke <laughs> yeah, it's, again. It's probably not a good like time a real that, right? moment. But then <laughs> yeah. when he said like, Oh, I don't have enough. He was like, Oh, I don't have a lot of time. And I was like, Oh, that's not a, that's not a joke. I mean, it was a joke for Christopher judge, but they're like, mm -hmm. they're doing this like, Oh, right. okay. But then I was like, okay, well maybe it'll be like after a reasonable amount of time for everybody else. But it felt like, and then it was confirmed just from like checking Twitter from the people that were there that was screenshotting the, um, the teleprompter that had the timer and then it would say, please wrap it up of like, no, they get about roughly 30 seconds. And then they're like, Hey, you need to get the, you need to sit down. <laughs> and for, uh, it's, I, I wish I could remember everything because there were so many people on Twitter that had very good takes about how messed up that was. And someone pointed out for, uh, for Sam Lake specifically, I think it was the first time he went up there and they were saying like, this super sucks for someone like him because he's not a native English speaker. So his speech is going to take longer by default. And there's like, sure. they, sh they shouldn't do it for someone who isn't like a native English speaker, you know, yeah, or at least extended. Point. Cause it's yeah. like, yeah. And I rewatched his, that first speech when I was rewatching it here, I'm like, yeah, he's, you know, he, he, he just, 
if you watch Sam Lake in interviews, like he can speak deep, like pretty good English, but he's, it's not his first language. So it takes a little longer. So it felt like extra bad for him because of that. Cause it seemed like, Oh, he would be done sooner if he was just like, if it was his first language, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, no. Yeah. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, it, it, you know, I feel like we've, and not just us, but like everyone in this industry has said the same thing about the game awards each year about like, man, this feels like, less of an award show and more like a, a, a like e3 like mini e3 because of just the right. sort of imbalanced ratio of like world premieres and like extra like stuff of like oh here's a anthony mackie he's got something to say for a while um <laughs> versus the thing that the show is called we're like all right we spent what was it like 10 minutes with hideo kojima to talk about a game that we barely even like by the right. time it ended i was like i don't think i actually know what this is <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And, and real quick, was that was that in-game footage or was it just like footage of mocap stuff? I, I wasn't. I again, that was one that I was like half listening to as I was like sure. writing something. So I, I paid enough. attention to it more than some other because it was like, oh, okay, Kojima's doing this is his Xbox game, and hey, Jordan Peele's here. That's cool, right? Um, right. But I I might have missed the like. I noticed it's a game. I assumed it was like Fox Engine or whatever his uh Kojima sure. engine is I was like I, I guess but even then it was just like a I was kind of waiting for the like so what is this exactly I know <laughs> yeah I, I'm right there with you yeah <laughs> yeah it's like did we need to spend like he spent like the the same amount of time as someone speaking coming through his like weird Bray Wyatt door or the smoking stuff <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one like that again that contrast but like we just either speed ran through the awards which i mean he does right. every year but again it's it, it feels worse this year because of the the situation with the layoffs of like this is the like with everything that's happened with like how bad it is working in the game industry this would be the at least the biggest sort of like like a way to sort of reconcile that to a degree of like you know what we're gonna give them extra time this year because we want to remind people that we're, you know we value these creators so we're not gonna speed run through these like we normally do every year but he did it anyway so it just felt like extra hurtful i guess you know yeah yeah I, I, like i mean even big categories like best rpg and stuff were just like yeah Baldur's gate okay whatever okay, moving on uh we have simu Lau. he's got a broken foot and he's gonna talk about it for a while <laughs> and, yeah, and no disrespect to him i like him but it, it's like it's not the celebrity's fault that you know they don't run the show they're just there to, right you know, hang out and whatever and do their thing, you know, it, it's, it's Jeff's fault at the end of the day, you know, he's the one that formats the show and puts it together. So, you know, I'm not going to get mad at Gonzo. <laughs> 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 I like Gonzo. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I agree with a lot of people's take. We're just saying like, this should, Jeff should maybe just stop kidding himself. And just, this should just be just about reveals and trailer. Just make it. I saw someone suggest like, it should just be winter games fest as like a sister show to summer right and then yeah separate the awards and just do that as a separate own show sure. like kind of yeah. like dice does basically mm -hmm. you know and i don't know what do you think about that take and or no, what do you yeah, think they could I, do better i guess <laughs> yeah no I, I i agree i mean i well it's weird because it, it especially this year I, the show f sort of felt like this weird uh like bridge into hollywood right like i mean we had like all of these big time stars and stuff like that but even even when you consider something like the oscars and don't don't quote me on this because i i don't watch the oscars a ton but i think even even with the oscars right i mean i'm pretty sure people get to come up and speak to 
like their experience for all the awards. I mean, even stuff that I think a lot of people sadly overlook, like film editing or like visual effects stuff, you know, like I feel like a lot of people are there for like the best director, best picture stuff. Right. But I'm like the, the sure every awards. Exactly. Right. But I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm pretty positive. Um, I don't know. And maybe there's a couple of awards that are awarded during commercial break. I, I, I can't remember. Or, the did, or maybe they do the thing and I don't watch the Oscars either. Uh, Joseph Ferris told me I'm supposed to F the Oscars or something. <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> but like, I, I, I always thought like, did they do the thing where like, if it's a game or, or, or a movie in this case that wins multiple awards, they announce the big one. And then as they're going to the stage, they're like, Oh, and they also won best editing and best costume. Right. Um, but like, we're here to talk about best director basically. And they, they do right. it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, it's 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 really interesting. Like it it, it I, I think even like even with the Oscars, they do usually give them a, a pretty decent amount of time to talk as well. I, I think uh, I don't know you. Uh, I, I I think splitting potentially splitting um, into like you know something that's all about showcasing the upcoming games and then having something separately for the awards, or even just even if you just kept it the TGAs, but then you know obviously made it more award centric. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think either one of those sort of revisions or uh, uh, could work for something like that. I don't know. I like I said before, it was it was pretty disappointing to not have you know this like this message of solidarity. Um, but even I, I can't remember. Uh, did they? Alan Wake won best narrative, right? Yes. Okay, I can't remember. I'm almost positive. Maybe it was the best. Maybe it was game of the year, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure the director went up and spoke about um, the recent death of like the cinematics director. Oh, right. Yeah. And for, then for yeah. the was music it, was it to come in. That was in the suit of armor. Yeah. I think I can't remember. Yes. I believe that yeah. was the director, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. Or, I, I can't either. Unfortunately, yeah. But unfortunately, I, but, uh, and, and even when, even if I try to remember, I don't think I could pronounce it correctly. So I don't want to butcher his name, but yeah, that, that was really bizarre and kind of awful right it was like i know they they couldn't have known what he was going to say like i i would assume i assume that the that's like on a timer basically so it's not like they were like okay we're just we're gonna oh he's talking about his deceased (laughs) co-worker well we hit the button right yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, yeah that was just like a that was one that I was paying attention because we had that was like we had finished up like of course. my last story. So I was like, OK, I can right. actually like watch this one in full. And yeah, that was one where I was like, "Ooh, ooh boy. Yeah. OK. And I was like, please don't stop talking. I was I was like in my mind, like, just keep talking, dude. Just ignore it. Just keep sure. going. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. You a suit I of mean, armor. You can do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, but even OK, but even 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 with that in mind, right, like I. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I would think even for the biggest award of the night, I mean, just let them talk. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even like even 60 seconds or something. Right. It's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's also weird. Cause it's like the game awards aren't aired on TV or anything. Like they don't have like a right. strict time slot that they got to follow. It's True. more, out of, it's more of out of consideration for like people watching that. They're like, Hey, we right. don't want this to go too long, but it still winds up being three hours. So it's like, if it's going to be three hours anyway, with all the trailers and ads and musical performances and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. it, and you know, all the fiddle farting, but like, it's like, I forgot someone did a breakdown of like the amount of time spent on everything. And that like, the awards themselves got like barely 40 minutes on like a three hour show. I know. Um, and Yikes. it's like, yeah, it's like, if you don't have some like weird network telling you, you need to get off the air by 11 PM or we're going to cut you, then just 
go. Like you're yeah. on, you're on, you're streaming on on the internet. Just go. <laughs> it's like yeah. people are already watching. The people in the seats, they already they've sealed their fate. So just, right, right. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I and, I don't understand why. Like again, they're like we gotta get go get off the stage. But also here comes Kojima for like you can go as long as you want, basically. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I. I mean. I'm. I'm and, and. And not to say that. Uh. The. The. The trailers weren't really cool and interesting. But I think yeah, some we'll of my. Yeah. We'll get into those in a bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I. I. just think some of my favorite moments even were just like. Uh. Like those moments. Um. With the future class. Uh. Winners and them and them talking about like their experiences designers and. Um. And I. I just think. Uh. Because because moments like that are are are, are so cool. It would have been nice for the winners to actually be able to just go up and have more time and talk about their experience a little bit and, and say all their thank yous. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. yeah, it's disappointing. And I'm wondering if this is going to finally be the, I guess like the last straw for that. I feel like I said, sure. people have grumbled about that for the game wars for like ever pretty much. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, that grumbling has gotten a little louder and a little louder each year of like, how come we didn't, why are we speed running through these awards so much? But I feel like <laughs> right. this might be the year where like, because I saw Jeff, like, right after the show, posted a poll on the Game Awards channel being like, how would you grade the Game Awards, A through D? And I didn't look to see, like, the comments. Yeah, but there, were, <laughs> there were a lot. And I was like, ooh, buddy, like, I hope you're, I, I would assume that you're open to criticism and like, because I was like, I can't, right. I would not want to be Jeff Keighley right now dealing, because there, there were some very angry <laughs> industry people I last bet, yes. night about, like, what the hell, dude? Like, of all like how tone deaf are you like are you that in love with just being like ads and and trailers right. that you like what are we why are we even masquerading this as an award show at this point um so i i, I wonder if this will be the year where like next year it'll be different in some like substantial way you know hopefully um, hopefully so yeah i hope he takes all that feedback to heart like and truly takes that it's like i believe that he cares about games like absolutely i just maybe his priorities are just sort of like skewed you know uh so we'll see but with all of that said the second half of the show which is really like 70 percent of the show uh <laughs> are are the world premieres and yeah. there were a lot of them there was some like really cool stuff i don't think we're gonna run down every single one of them there is a uh on GameInformer.com, there is a handy list uh, article of like every big announcement if you don't want to scroll down the page and find all of them. Um, but I would say, like, Jay, off the top of your head, what was like, what was the thing you things that were most excited about? There were there were a lot. There was a lot there. Um, and I'm trying to remember everything. But I think for me, the top two would have to be number one being Monster Hunter, just because I was a huge Monster Hunter World fan. Um, and I wasn't a very big monster hunter uh rise fan and i got to hear a lot of uh i got a lot of feedback about that after the review um, oh right you that wrote was, that i couldn't remember if that I was did. you or john carson that wrote that review yeah. i did i did i did write the review for that one i wasn't a huge <laughs> rise fan sometimes i still go back and just you know just look through the comments of what people thought um right um but i i i am i am really excited uh for for uh i think it was was it wild or wilds i can't remember if it was wilds or Pearls. okay Pearl, yeah a, gotcha. lot of, okay. a lot of wild apparently yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm 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 excited for that it was kind of cool to um uh see them sort of returning to uh playstation and xbox and pc i don't think they're i don't remember seeing the switch icon down there um at the end of the trailer maybe i was yeah i don't think so um but i'm i'm looking forward to that um i it was definitely 
It's definitely a teaser, right? They didn't show too much of anything really in the Monster Hunter trailer. Yeah, that one I need to rewatch. That was one where I was kind of like half paying attention to it. For sure. Okay, <laughs> no problem. I was, no I was problem. writing something, so I talked. <laughs> I saw people uh, like H- Monster Hunter Man riding animals in big open plains with herds of other monsters who are sometimes right. fighting each other. Right. And then I was like, <laughs> "Yep, that's that looks like Monster Hunter." Uh, which I, I, I'm not a, I've never been a monster hunter guy mainly because I just haven't played them, not because I disliked them, but I like world was my first one, like probably a lot of modern fans. And I really liked world. Like I never beat the story, but I put like 50 hours into it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I I loved world. Um, I skipped rise just because it was like a smaller thing. And I was like, I think I just want another world style game, which this seems to be that like the the true success of the world. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's the vibe that that's kind of the vibe I got. And and um, and maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but even has the Monster Hunter font for the title always been the same. I could be completely misremembering. Oh, but I don't I, even know what the font for this. looks Right. Like. It's, OK, OK, <laughs> yeah, cool. Because when it came up, when it came up at the end of the trailer, I thought it was going to be like World 2 or something. You know, I right. thought it was going to be a sequel just because like when it popped up, it reminded me of Monster Hunter World. But maybe that's maybe that's the font for all their titles. And I don't remember. I'm just not remembering it correctly. But no, it does. It Like you said, it does sort of feel kind of like a successor in some way to to world something about it maybe just the vibe or or the fact that it's back on on the big consoles again and stuff like that um but uh but yeah i'm really i'm really excited for that and um the second game that i was not expecting and um i didn't even know what it was and like i was watching with my partner and she was just like oh it's like obviously this and i was like and then, and then the title came up was was the, was Blade. I thought that was pretty dope. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I was watching the trailer and and I was like, I don't know what this is, but there are two black characters and that's awesome. I'm loving it. You know, getting the haircut and everything. <laughs> and then and then Blade popped up and I was like, oh my god, I never saw that yeah. coming. Um, I didn't even I didn't even catch on with the with the vampire canines or anything. I didn't even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Paris too. The game set in Paris. Yeah. I, I want to go to a Paris barbershop where they cut black hair. I want to go there. Yeah. Um, hey, you're right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was gonna be one of my like it's up there close to like maybe my sure. like it's in my top three, where it's like that was such a surprise and also being a right. I'm a big arcane fan. And this is a Arcane Leon specifically. It was the team that did mm-hmm. Deathloop and the Dishonored games. I know some people were like, oh, hope they don't mess up this vampire game like they did Redfall, (sighs) which I was like, okay, well, I mean, that was Arcane Austin, different team. (laughs) Right, right, right. But like, you know, one one miss out of like a string of at least I agree. I think they're all hits. I I think Prey was very good. So it's like I I know some people are like, oh, you only judge them based on their last game. It's like, yeah, but they have they've done more good than bad. So I'm still excited for Blade and just, you know, it's a third person action game. Uh, set in Paris, like we mentioned, and the only thing uh, that they because they had a dinga up there with uh, someone from Marvel Games, I, I don't remember who it was, but he talked about how it was still a very much an arcane style game, which makes me think or assume like okay, like immersive sim, right? Stuff. Yeah, I, like, I'm really intrigued by that. I wonder what that'll look like with 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 Blade, you know? So, yeah, you think Blade will have a blink like ability because it's arcane. <laughs> Even Maybe he has right? nothing that like that in the there. comics, but they yeah. <laughs> just he finds something where he's like, "Oh, I can I can teleport from here to here." Uh-huh. Right, exactly. He might voice. take some liberties for with arcane <laughs> mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> that'd like, be oh, cool. Now I I am the ultimate daywalker. Yeah, uh, yeah. No release date on that one or release window at all. But uh, it sounded like it was like very early in development. So I guess uh, 
don't expect right. that one for a few years. But do you actually do you think will this come out before the movie? Oh, what do you think? Predictions. Movie recently mm. delayed. I don't even know when it's coming out anymore. I feel like it's been delayed like two or three times at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and the writer's oh, strike happened man. too, of course. Mm, I want to, you know, I'm going to, I want to say the movie might come out first, maybe. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe even, especially if we're thinking this is early development. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, Nah, I'll stick with that. I think the movie. I think the movie will come out first. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm inclined to agree, but it's. I think it's. A, I, think it's a, I think it's like a photo finish between the two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna come out the same weekend or something. <laughs> but right. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably what it's gonna be. <laughs> but uh, I'll say uh, one announcement that also popped me that I've gone back and watched multiple times is a uh, Jurassic Park survival. Interesting. That- that looks okay. so cool. And I was actually watching, uh, shout out to Ben Hansen. I was watching the Min Max reactions. I was like, I need to see how he reacted to this. Cause he's <laughs> like, besides me, I, he's like, he's probably the only Jurassic Park fan. I know that's maybe a bigger fan of it than I am. Like I adore mm. Jurassic Park, specifically that first movie, of course. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it's, I've always thought like, is it my favorite movie of all time? Cause I've seen it so many oh. times and it's one of those movies where like, if it's on TV, I will almost certainly stop to watch it and I'd never get right. tired of it. And I never lose that sense of like childhood at all when I see like dinosaurs doing stuff. And so like seeing all that trailer recreate like key scenes from the movie, but with a new protagonist, which is um, for those that didn't see it, it's a first person action adventure game that seems to lean on survival. It's based on the description. It sounds like they're, almost going like alien isolation or yeah ask a little bit where it's a little right. bit more about avoiding the dinosaurs where you play as this new character who is an engine scientist that got left behind on the island uh, isla nubar right after the first movie ends so mm. like when dr grant and hammond they all fly in the helicopter she got left behind and she's stuck there and she's having to try to figure out like how to not get eaten basically and so it's like it's set in that era, like right after the first movie. And then you're like, Oh, you're trying to survive these dinosaurs and graphically it looks good. And I believe I saw saber interactive is making it. Um, like that just sounds like such a cool thing. And I've just been wanting, like, honestly, just a, a cool triple a Jurassic park game. That isn't like a simulation game about building sure. a park. Cause I feel yeah. like that's, that's all we get now. <laughs> and it's like, can we, I was like, that's cool and all, but like, can we, can we get like a, like, anything else <laughs> like, that is very true yeah <laughs> so honestly that's one that has like captured my imagination I'm like if this is done Dude. right this could be super super cool that's awesome hell yeah very cool any any other ones though like do you have like a top or is that your number one Ah, uh, man i'm wondering it's like i feel like blade and that one are sort of like yeah competing for like they're like in that one and two um uh, another one that i i'm excited for is a uh, a uh, big walk the uh, House House game, the makers of Untitled Goose Game, their next title. Oh, yeah. I was it was one really of the earlier ones that was shown. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it looks it looks kind of cutesy. It, 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 it was the one with like the, I don't even know how it was. Were they like, they were like roly-poly dudes who were I like thought they were, up and down like that? I thought they were like bugs at first, like ants. But now sure. they, they kind of look like, if you've ever seen like the, the drinking bird, like the wooden drinking bird oh, that gets his head in them. Hey, they kind of look good. like that a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially like the head and the eyeballs. <laughs> like if you yeah. gave dr- those little drinking birds like little roly-poly bodies 
and they were just <laughs> running around stacking each other up and doing weird stuff and like a yeah. relatively realistic looking world like they look super cartoony but everything around them looks kind of almost like in a pikmin way actually now that i think about yeah, it yeah 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 um that's a good way yeah and it, apparently it's a multiplayer game you play with friends and you're just going around like doing stuff it looks like it's first person because there was that one part where one of the characters had like binoculars or something right. mm-hmm. and they were like mm-hmm. or a camera and I don't know what is happening, but it looks super fun. And I, <laughs> I like I like Untitled Goose Game a lot. So yeah. I, I, I'm psyched for that. I, I, I want to see more of that. And unfortunately, that's another one that's not coming until 2025. <laughs> I, yeah, unfortunate, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so GCA better watch out is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> what about you? Do you have another one that you... Uh, you know what? I do. I think I might have... I think I might have had... I think I might have one more. Um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Light No Fire? Was that Hello, the no, Hello, uh, Hello Games uh, next game? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm like cautiously optimistic. It, it's really, it's a little surreal because I remember the E3 trailer for No Man's Sky. I mean, there was, there's a lot of No Man's Sky trailers, but I remember like, oh, it's so long ago, but like, um, it had like the like like I just remember seeing how vivid the colors were, and then you had like the character in first person walking out, and then they got in the ship, and it's like whoa, seamless transportation into space, but and like I beautifully feel... rendered like dinosaurs looking thing walk by. Exactly, that's exactly it. And what's really surreal about it was that for me at least, it felt like it like the the light no fire trailer was almost the exact same like format of like of like the player character sort of looking at things in wonder. And then instead of getting in a ship, they hop on their little bird creature thing. And now we're flying through the sky. And like, there's like this really like, like, uh, like, like there's the music giving this sort of like, uh, like, like awe inspiring vibe. It just really reminded me of the no man's sky trailer. Um, and that's why I'm a little cautiously optimistic about it because it just, I don't know. I just had like major deja vu, like feeling when I was watching it. Like a um, situation. Yeah, so I don't know though. I mean, I I mean, obviously, No Man's Sky. The the developers were were able to sort of uh, uh, come back and just build upon that game and and make it even stronger now. And I know it has like a like a pretty nice dedicated player base and and people like you know uh, sing the game's praises. And so I you know I would like to think you know after all this time like coming back and, and working on another ambitious game, I feel like they've probably learned a lot from No Man's Sky and they'll probably incorporate the things that they've learned into this new title. And yeah. so make um, me learn not to overpromise. Like like Sean Murray was up there fighting for his life not to say that <laughs> anything too yeah. ridiculous. No, yeah. I mean, but it was like it was weird too though, because like um oh gosh. I I were, were you were you um were were you writing a story during that moment or were you like were you like locked in because there was like that I was, one I was watching like okay. I, I was paying attention to that one mostly. Okay, sweet. Because there was that like one moment where um Sean Murray said something about this game being their most ambitious game. And then I right. kid you not, Jeff Keeley was like, Here we go again. And I'm like, Yeah, I remember what? that I he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, you Here can't he goes. that. <laughs> he's off the he's off the leash. <laughs> so so yeah i i i i guess i i kind of felt i felt uh i i I kind of agreed a little bit um with that sentiment although i don't know if i would have said it out loud (laughs) but um but yeah i i definitely got like a, a similar feeling from that especially when he was saying like it's like 
true open world, no boundaries. I was like, oh lord! Like I, I really hope they can, like, truly, completely deliver on this full-on world. Um, yeah, and for those that haven't seen it, it's like they're doing like fantasy now. Like it's not right. sci-fi. It's like people flying around on dragons and like right. building like wooden cottages and stuff. Like it's it's like a hard pivot, at least like aesthetically from what No Man's Sky was. For but sure. I, I guess the, if you wanted to be reductive, you'd be like, Oh, it's No Man's Sky, but like fantasy. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're going to be dra- flying a dragon into space, but who knows? Maybe it's a space dragon. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's um, and also it was it, what stood out is that he said they've been working on it for the last five years. Uh, mm, oh, I missed that part. Yeah, so it's not something that they were like, oh, we're just now starting this. Like, no, we've been chipping away at this for a good while, like while we've been doing No Man's Sky updates. So it's you know seemingly for for far along. I I don't think the game has a release window unless I missed. I don't it. remember. Yeah, I might have missed um, it. I don't remember. So it's mm. probably like a, a TBA thing, but yeah, I mean. I, I it's exciting to see like a new thing from Hello Games post No Man's Sky and post learning the lessons about the launch state of that game. Like on paper, that means they start off on a much better foot with this and turn and also have a better idea of like what they can and can't do with that small team at the outset. And also, I, I just hope that extends to like the messaging too of like. Mm-hmm. Just don't say anything that, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. don't say anything compromising, I guess. You know? so, <laughs> um, but hey, you know that they've turned that that game around and, and their PR has, you know, been done on 182. Like people right. really are happy with that team now and have been for a while. So, you know, best of luck to them. Uh, another game that I, I'm super psyched for is, um, uh, oh, man, no rest for the wicked uh moon studios oh. game the team behind ori and the blind force slash yes. ori and the will of the wisp doing right. an action rpg uh yes that thing looks so cool and like the art direction it's got kind of like a like a oil painting look to it it's like right. the best right. way to describe it but it's yeah. like it's not a side scroller like ori it's like a fully 3d kind of like almost isometric like third person action game um that thing looks rad like i i love the ori games like they're some of my favorite platformers ever and so to see them do something completely different is like exciting uh it's supposed to go into early access sometime next year so they're they're going to be building it out over time probably almost like following the hades blueprint a little bit sure Um, yeah and so yeah i i just i don't have anything else to say other than like i'm excited to play that when it hits early access to see what what that's looking like that's a that's a really good pick. I mean, I um I don't have a lot of experience with Ori. I feel like I played a couple of hours um of the there's there's two of them, right? There's right, just, yeah, two. Yeah, so I played a couple of hours of the sequel. I'm sorry, I just can't remember the the subtitle underneath the Ori name. Right. So I'll just I'll call it the sequel for now. But I remember playing the sequel. I remember playing a couple of hours of it, and I mean just it feels so it felt so good to play. The visuals were unreal. I still listen to the music. I'm not I, like I can't even call myself a super fan, right? But I, I mean, I've I like the soundtrack on Spotify. I listen to it all the time. Hey, so I've think, never played Persona Five, and I listen to that soundtrack all the time. Isn't yeah? I mean, why not? <laughs> so, right? I mean, I, I, like, I guess I'm a fake fan too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I like I I think um, I, I it'll be really exciting to sort of see all of those features um, 
come back for for their next title it's going to be it's definitely going to be gorgeous and i'm sure it'll be it'll be it'll feel great to play and i'm sure it'll have incredible music um so yeah i wow that i completely forgot about that um i'm happy you brought that up because that game does look awesome yeah like i said there's there's a lot of stuff like even some quick hits um like uh don't not announce their next game uh lost Lost records bloom and rage which looks interesting i got it it vibes just the premise of like teenage kids Yep. Encounter something scary, then they become adults and then yep. reunite to face the scary thing that traumatized them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they yeah, haven't yeah. talked about the scary thing since <laughs> it happened. So I was like, is this just like, is this it? <laughs> um, right. There, uh, there was a, uh, the Dead Cells creator, Motion Twin, their next game, uh, Windblown, which is like another sort of like cooperative. I like that too. Yeah. I love Dead Cells. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, we saw, uh, God of War. Ragnarok getting free DLC yeah. next week. Nuts, right? It's a roguelite. Wild. That's awesome. I can yeah, it's like free. I That's guess awesome. I'll be in- reinstalling that soon. Yeah. I, I, I like the sound of free. It's my favorite, yeah, exactly. my favorite word. Uh, <laughs> also, Final Fantasy 16 getting DLC after they lied to us and t- <laughs> when we were doing the cover story, and they straight up told Wesley like we have no DLC plans. He wrote a whole story nice. about it. It was nice. so funny yep. when they announced it. I just put in Slack. I was like, they lied to you, Wes. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have two DLCs, and one of them's out now. You can go right. play it. Uh, and and even stuff like um you know they showed Hellblade again but no date there was um um oh god I'm blanking on a what was that game the uh the one that the uh Assassin's Creed uh, Bayak voice actor he gave that amazing speech oh about his dad. yes oh that was so good yeah that was yeah such a- maybe the best speech of the night. I he, yeah, honestly, uh, like he had me in that one. Like that was one I was like fully paying attention to. But he, right. he's making a his first game, um, kind of based on like his dad's passing. That is like an action game that looks pretty rad. Um, I just cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. <laughs> I, I can't bad. remember the name either. I feel bad too. But that I do. I did really love, um, like just like what he was talking about, why he made the game. Um, and I, I, and it looked awesome too, though. It looked like a lot of fun. So yeah. Ah, I just wish I could remember the name. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Akumi Nakamura, her, her studio's yep. first title, uh, her studio unseen, uh, the game called Kamuri that, uh, don't know what it is, but it was a cool trailer. It's just like, it was a cool trailer. Cool street kids doing parkour and fighting supernatural. looking <laughs> things. And, yeah. 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 And like Tokyo or somewhere in Japan, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like there was a, like I said, you can go on gameinformer.com and check out the full list there. But like I said, like we said before, like in terms of ju- it just being December E3, I think this is one of the better shows. Uh, it just needs to be a better award show <laughs> by, Absolutely a, like, agree. by a large margin. So yeah, that is the game awards. Be sure to visit gameinformer.com. Check out all of our, uh, individual stories that we've written up for, uh, all of those games. And Yeah. How about we get into some housekeeping real quick, and then we'll wrap this up with a few listener questions. As we all know, as always, single issues of Game Informer are available now. You can go to your local GameStop, and you can pick one up for just $7.99 if you want to support us. It's a great way to do it. I believe the Avatar issue is now available, but you can also pick up uh, individual issues of all of the uh, covers that we've done this year. And it's what can i say we put out a great magazine you should give it a read you know check out some amazing features from the game informer staff as well as a a collection of awesome freelancers that have come in and done some great work so uh give those a look you you won't be disappointed trust me 
And of course, in terms of social media, you can find us on just about everything. Uh, first and foremost, we have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. I know we've been uh, sort of lacking on streams lately just because we've been so busy with um, putting our Game of the Year stuff together in the magazine and everything that's been going on lately. So apologies for that. Uh, we will be kicking off our next Super Replay, hopefully next week, just because... Uh, the last few weeks, I've been out the office, and now Kyle is out the office, so it's been hard to line that up. But we swear we're going to start our next Super Replay. But if you want to catch up on our previous Super Replays, as well as uh, episodes of the Game Informer show, as well as our other uh, live stream archives, you can check them out on our second YouTube channel, which is called Game Informer Shows. Sort of the uh, companion channel to our primary YouTube channel, which is just Game Informer. You can follow us on social media at Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Marcus Stewart Seven, which is the number seven, as well as Blue Sky. Uh, where can they find you on social media, Jay? Uh, so I am on Twitter. Uh, I believe my handle should be my first under my first name underscore my last name. So Jason underscore Guisao G U I S A O. Um, and yeah, that's like the number one place to find me. Heck yeah. And you can also follow Game Informer in general on Twitter, as well as Blue Sky, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, uh, probably another social media thing that I don't know about. We're probably there, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we try to we, we got a broad read, a nice shotgun blast on the uh, the social media challenge uh, channels, I should say. Uh, of course, check out our other podcast series, All Things Nintendo, hosted by Brian Shea every Friday uh, for all the latest and greatest in Nintendo news. And of course, an always special shout out to our podcast editor, Matt Storm, a.k.a. DJ Stormageddon. Be sure to show them the, your support by checking out their two podcasts, Fun and Games, which I was on a recent episode on, by the way, and Reignite, a Bioware-focused podcast. And yeah, let's get into some listener questions. If you would like to influence the show, if you want to ask us our deepest, darkest personal questions about anything, life, if you want to know the meaning of life, we can answer those questions probably. And you can just send us <laughs> and you can send us questions either via email at podcast at gameinformer.com. Or if this is probably the better way to do it, if you're part of the Game Informer Discord channel, just drop a question into the Game Informer Shows uh, channel in that Discord. How do you get into the Game Informer Discord, you ask? All you got to do is subscribe to our Twitch channel. Just one time, one time subscription to uh, Twitch channel gets you access to the Game Informer Discord, which is full of lovely folks that ask so many great, insightful questions, including this one from Mike J. Lunt via Discord. About the Game Awards, funny enough, we might have answered a, about this, uh, answered this a bit during our discussion, but this is a little bit more specific in terms of the formatting, asking, does Keeley need to change things up a bit to make the show more about devs? I saw suggestions about spreading it over two events, an awards ceremony at night, and a look into the future in the next. Having accessibility awards in the pre-show and kicking Sam Lake off the stage felt so wrong. So we did talk about that. Do you think that is the solution? Is like a two show thing or do you have any other ideas for how we could balance I, it out better? Well, I, I like earlier I was saying, you know, maybe like, like if it was one show, obviously giving more time to the devs, but I don't know, maybe splitting it might actually be better. I, I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, I don't know if people are worried about, you know, time constraints or the show being too long. Like I, I know for instance, like, like last night, my partner was like, like, I mean, she was getting pretty tired at about, like, hour two. So I was like, okay, I mean, fair enough. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe it could be split over, over two nights. And then, you know, you have one night that is literally just all about celebrating um, the creators and the games that have already come out. Right. And then the next night is all about celebrating the games that are about to come out with all the trailers and, and cool stuff like that. So um, I think that could be, it, it could be a kind of a cool, like a, like a TGA, like festival kind of thing where like you, you still get the award show, but then you also get like, like uh, you said, time to the side for for all the upcoming uh games and world premieres and all that so yeah i wonder if they almost take like the wrestlemania route where like uh wb years ago has like wrestlemania is now two nights as opposed to one because it got so big and and you know which is a good thing for them so they could have they could feature more wrestlers and more matches but on each show which means all more of the roster gets to be on wrestlemania which is like you know that's a big deal for them because it's the biggest show of mm-hmm. the year and then for the fans you, you get to sell it as like you get double the wrestlemania you know like that's right. great yeah and yeah. saturday and sunday night baby so i was like <laughs> did they do that of just like game awards night one and then game awards night two and then people yeah. that go just you get a ticket and you go to both but then i was also thinking like if you do it one show would it be beneficial to maybe like do like the first half of the show is just trailers. Like we're we're gonna get it out the way. We're gonna front load it, and then the back half is just awards. Like the last ninety minutes. If you want trailers, you should tune out now. We already gave you that. But this half of the show, if we want to end it by honoring the you know the the people that are there to be honored for sure. Like yeah. With instead of trying to do both at the same time, so clearly he's bad at balancing that. So maybe <laughs> it's just easier to front load the show with all the stuff that probably the average fan cares about more, honestly, and mm-hmm. then say like, all right, now to, you've had your candy. Now it's time to get to the, the, the meat, you know, or right. whatever, right. You know, so I, I wonder if that would be good. Cause then the only thing I wonder about doing it two shows is like, I know that a lot of the money is made from that ad revenue, you know, like it's just, it's just the reality of the show. Like you, and I, you know, I'm not going to say he can't, he shouldn't try to get paid. Right. So like, if you only did the awards on one night, do you lose some of that? Because all the, the, the glitz and the glamor of trailers is on night one, let's say. Okay. And what, what supports night two, unless there's enough money there where you don't need it. And just like, it just carries over into both nights. But then if you did it the one show, but it's cut in half, basically you still get all of that ad stuff on the same show. It's just, by the time you get to the second half, it's just less prevalent. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, you might get an ad here and there, but it's just awards, and they get the talk for longer than thirty seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe that's a potential solution. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, maybe. All right, next uh, question comes from Patrick Polk via email, saying, "Longtime fan of the show, recent digital subscriber of the magazine. Here, thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, I enjoyed last week's episode as always, but I had one question." When Marcus was trying to come up with a scenario where shrinking people would be useful and he described shrinking doctors to perform medical procedures, was he deliberately describing the plot to the 1987 Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan movie, Inner Space? If it was on purpose, very good job. Very funny. If it was not on purpose, wow, what a funny coincidence. You should, you as in me, should check that movie out. I watched it way too young and it was weird. Happy holidays. <laughs> Uh, for context, Jay, last week we were talking about shrinking machines and how, like, if one, if they would ever be made, like, would you think, because we've made so much, like, crazy tech, do you think we'll ever make an actual shrinking machine? I think because I was talking about playing Grounded. And then also, uh, what would be the practical application? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I suggested, like, what if you shrank doctors down 
to go inside of you to do like really delicate surgeries like oh like open heart surgery is really hard so you don't have to worry about having big hands using delicate tools trying to like move yeah. around delicate things like what if you just had a highly trained doctor who just shrank down a little hazmat suit and he just went in there and he could just do it better like maybe easier yeah yeah just kind of almost like a construction worker like get to work and it's like i would sign <laughs> up for that i was i thinking it's funny to answer your question patrick i was thinking of inner space i just can never remember the name of the movie inner space because it's not a memorable <laughs> name and i've only seen it one time when i was also little so my memory of it is hazy but i remember it and i probably watched it too young because it was just like oh my god this is this is kind of weird i mean people can go inside you that's creepy um inner space fan jay greatest movie i've of never all time. i've never seen inner space actually but i you know one of one of the first things that came to mind though when you talked about like going like little doctors going into the body like what happens if they just like slip and just like they fall in fall into the body like, like, like what fall happens? into your stomach acid and die <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if, i mean if we're talking about the heart i don't think i don't know if there's a clear path from like heart to stomach <laughs> that they, <laughs> but, i like to think there's enough like natural boundaries where like sure. living in a, i mean the most dangerous part of the body to be inside would probably be the stomach right i i would think so probably yeah a, a vat of lava more or less in there and then that only leads to the the parts of the body that just grind you up and spit you out like you got to yep. go through two intestines and it's just like nothing that goes through there survives basically yeah yeah but like lungs oh lungs would probably be weird but probably not deadly you don't you probably get thrown around a lot from all the yeah, you probably get thrown around. yeah <laughs> is the heart just the safe well i'm trying to like what's like you like i don't know the it's the pancreas safe i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i just imagine just slipping down like i don't know i don't know like i obviously i know i know nothing i'm not like a anatomy specialist or anything but it'd be sort of interesting working on an organ and then you just slip or something and then you just fall into the body so i don't know it, i i imagine that'd it'd be a hell arc. of a way to go it would be a hell of a and way also to go. what would that do to you as a person like someone if someone said like a doctor or even just a human being died inside of you like yeah. there's a full-grown person that was oh inside of you and and they died and now you technically have a corpse of a full-grown adult inside Dude, your body that is so dark <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what do we what do we do about that like do we, and it's like i i think you're just gonna you're digesting dr tom right now yeah. by the way and <laughs> you're gonna poop him out soon and yeah. you know we'll make sure you save it so we can send it to the family <laughs> oh it's awful <laughs> we, like, don't don't flush we need <laughs> they need some some closure <laughs> we see some little glasses floating around in the toilet <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's a horrifying thought now. So <laughs> thank you for putting us on this trajectory, Patrick, with that question. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another question that is not about people dying inside of you. Um, Quilgrim from Discord asks, if you could take Kazooie of Banjo-Kazooie, if you could take her off Banjo's back and replace her with literally any video game character of your choosing, what would your pick be and what would be the result? So we're saying we're putting someone else on Banjo. Like we're taking away Kazooie and throwing somebody else in there. Hmm, maybe. Because Banjo, or, I assume it's got to be someone that, that 
provides a function that Banjo cannot do. Like, Kazooie pulls her weight because she can fly and lets Banjo fly. And in exchange, he's the muscle. So, like, whoever it is has to has to do something that he cannot. And, like, I guess it'd be easier to pick another flying character, but I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe... Like, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but, like, what if Solid Snake was in his backpack? Yeah, I was going to ask, can it just be, like, anyone? Can you do, like, Garrus or something? But, yeah, Solid Snake, Solid Snake, yeah, I like that. (laughs) And then he would, like, besides being, like, an extra pair of eyes for, like, hey, I I can see what's behind us, but he could, like, he would whisper, like, tactical advice to Banjo. Like, he would go into a situation, and he would say, like, you know, we should probably try sneaking around this, you know? (laughs) And then maybe, like, when he... He has a cardboard box that can fit both of them. Like a really big one. So like they can hide. So he provides like stealth power, basically. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I feel like I would I would get weird with I feel like I would maybe do although Solid Snake is definitely weird to to see and something like that. I feel like I would maybe do like millennia or something. <laughs> from... <laughs> just a huge sword just sticking just out the how back. Weird with that. Just like, <laughs> just mow down everybody. <laughs> I mean, it would make Banjo the most feared creature in exactly w- w- whatever his home is called, Banjo Land. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna want to try him. Like he just has to turn around, and you see Millennia, just like. It, but it'd be funny. Like, would she be less threatening because she's kind of like in a backpack? Like, yeah, just, I think so. Like yeah. a toddler, kind of. But, like, yeah, that'd be really cute. No, yeah. <laughs> Like you just see her arm, like her, like her upper body sticking out with the big sword, but she like, can't see her <laughs> <Yeah>. legs. <laughs> right, right, right. If there if there's like a like a health system thing, as long as she does damage, like everyone's getting their health back and stuff like that. Yeah, that could be kind of interesting. That's true, and it, like because she has two phases in her fight where she transforms. Does, does right. Banjo transform when she transforms? Oh, I think we should go with that. I think I think Banjo should transform. Yeah, you get the the little rot flower thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Uh, that Elder Rings DLC is coming out eventually, so they could yeah. they could do this. You know, Miyazaki maybe get rare in the phone, see if you can make this happen. Just saying. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We uh, last question from Doctor Mono in Discord asking: Looking at 2023's releases, which is your most unpopular opinion? either disliking a broadly acclaimed game or, you know, the other way, liking something that maybe other people were down on. Basically, do you have a hot take for 2023 releases of like, man, that, that was, I, I guess Baldur's Gate is fine. Right. Um, God, it's tough. I don't know if it's a hot take. Maybe it is. I don't know. So final, final fantasy 16 got a lot of love. It also got a lot of hate. Um, and I, I think, I I want to say I could be wrong, but I want to say like a lot of the like a lot of the people who had negative feelings towards it. I think they focused a lot on the story, the narrative of it. I, yeah, right. Like I think that's safe to say that. I think a lot of the people who really loved it loved the action and the visuals and stuff like that. So I, you know, I think when I was playing it, there were definitely moments in the story that I was just like, eh. but I think design wise like i think there were some small narrative design decisions they made that i thought were like pretty incredible maybe not particularly unique but um i i, I talked a little bit about this on on min max but i and i don't I have have you played it marcus have you have i'm you... still playing it but i'm, okay, I'm gotcha. pretty deep into it 
Gotcha. Perfect. Okay, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but something that I thought was really cool was that they update all of the, I guess we can call it banter, that you hear running past NPCs every time a world event happens. Yeah, like you'll go back to the hideaway and they'll be like, oh, yeah. the sky changed. Or, Whoa. Right, right. You know, and obviously for stuff like, you know, the thing in the sky or whatever and people talking about, obviously that, that would make sense for something like that. But I guess I was, I was really shocked that... Um, you could like sort of go back to almost every town and there would be something new depending on, yeah. on the things you did. And I mean, like, sure. That's to cities of like, Oh no, something bad happened to them. And then everyone there right. like, reacts accordingly. Right. 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 And, you know, obviously that's not like the most unique thing in game. I mean, we've seen it in other games too, but I will say like, I definitely added another 30 hours to my playthrough because every time I did something big, I did my rounds and, and it was really sort of cool to sort of get, uh, that extra context for lore and stuff from just random people that are te technically have nothing to do with the the golden path and the main story. I mean, I'm sure like thousands of players didn't even notice and completely skipped and just kept going through the missions. But it's really awesome that the writing team, I guess, was just like, nah, we got to like, we got to rewrite all the lines for all these NPCs all the time. And I don't know. I just, I thought that was something really cool that, maybe went under people's radars and um and yeah i just thought i thought that was that was something really awesome i don't know if that's necessarily a hot take because i know a lot of people didn't really love the story but i loved that one aspect at least of the narrative design of the game so yeah yeah i i'm i'm on the more positive end of the game, the game okay so, good yeah, yeah. I, i'm enjoying yeah. it quite a bit great um, awesome so i'm excited to see uh how it sticks to landing but uh, I mean, hot takes, I don't know, for this year. Uh, probably off the top of my head, it's like, it's not even like a hot take. It's probably like a, a warm take at best, if even. It's like, I, I'm pretty, I'm a good ways into Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Like, I, I took a trip to uh, to, 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 to Sony uh, a week ago and played a lot of it on the plane. I've got like four of the six Royal Seeds. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm over halfway, roughly. Um, that game's good, but it's, it, it's like this kind of like where I'm at of like, oh, it's really fun, but it's not like it has not been this like revelatory experience that I guess other people have had with it. Yeah. And I'm a big Mario fan. Like, I love me some Mario and I'm having really a good time with it. Like, it's it's better than all the U games for sure. Mm. But it hasn't hit that like this has changed my life level sure. that I've seen other people. I like I know Brian Shea who reviewed it. He loved it a lot. And I I'm I don't know if I love it, but I I'm in like. I'm in like with it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm in like I'm, with it. <laughs> I'm deeply, I'm deeply in like with it. Awesome. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm too shy. I'm not there. I'm like, it's like when you're dating someone and you're like, they're impatient of like, are you going to say you love me? You SOB. And you're like, <laughs> how do I, how do I get out of this? <laughs> how do I say this in a way that's not going to destroy everything? <laughs> like, I really, really like you, but you're really trying not to say the, the, the other L word. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where Mario. Mario keeps tapping his foot and wondering if I'm going to cross that that threshold. And I'm like, Interesting. Uh, you know, maybe we got to go. We got to go on a few more dates. You got to get a turn into an <laughs> elephant a few more times and really let me see if I like it. <laughs> so yeah again that's like a warm take but it's all i got this has been a really good year for games guys what do yeah. you want yeah um, but yeah man well that wraps up the show jay thanks for coming back and hanging out for, for me having man. me thank you thank you so much i had a blast i had a blast
Yeah, like I said, you're uh, you know, you're gone from Bungie now. You're on your way to your next gig. Uh, any please, you know, floor is yours. Anything you want to promote or just again sure. you remind people where they can hit you up. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, as I said before, you can find me on my Twitter. Um, um, but I did just recently put out a portfolio website of all the games I've worked on and writing samples of like screenplays, prose, some narrative design, like character sheets and barks and stuff. And and you can go to jguisao.com. That's simple. J-A-Y, guisao, G-U-I-S-A-O.com. And um, you can read my stuff and and then see what I've, what I've been working on for the past uh, few years. I've got Game Informer um, stuff on there too. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely that's definitely something I hope people check out and, and enjoy what they see and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. My short uh, version of that is please hire Jay. He's awesome, and I please, know please. because I've worked with him here Thank you. Thank for you so a much. good while and <laughs> loved it. So uh, you can consider this a, a reference, a video Thank reference. Uh, hire <laughs> Jay you so if you can. Uh, <laughs> so. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back uh, next Thursday with another episode of the Game Informer Show. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Shout out to everyone on YouTube checking us out. And be sure to visit GameInformer.com to catch up on all the Game Awards news and other cool features in the pipeline. We shall see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.